Welcome to Broadcast Media, the inside track, brought to you by Ancast. And here's your host, Ben Anker. And welcome back to the show. This week, we have another special guest, Laura Whitaker, who's a lecturer and also a creative for her own brand, Defining Beauty. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you for having me. You yeah. okay? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Great to have you on the show. I just probably want to get straight to it and just ask you, where, where did you start off and you know what did you do to get into the industry? Okay, well, how did I start off? Apparently, I started off drawing a cat when I was three. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, I've been creative ever since I was very, very young. And when I drew a cat when I was three, it actually looked like a cat. So my mum really push me in that direction so I've got her to thank for that direction really but as I moved on it was I was always art based and created lots of creativity and then at college I again studied art media studies and English language and literature so there wasn't anything really computer based in there at the time Uh, so when I attended well originally I was going to attend Lincoln University to study advertising yeah. But due to family commitments, I wasn't able to attend at that time. So I went into retail and within the first year, I became a store manager in uh, from my first job in retail with absolutely no experience at all. And it was very stressful and I honestly hated it. And I remember being in my office and inputting the numbers from the day before and realized that I'd spent a good 45 minutes trying to make my Excel sheet look pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I realized that, yeah, this, this isn't the job for me. So I did my best over the next couple of years to then decide what uh, degree I would like to do. I wanted to stay in Leeds because of those family commitments, but And there wasn't really an advertising course, but I found one in animation and special effects at Leeds, what was then Leeds Met University, which now Leeds Beckett University. And in all honesty, I didn't have one bad day there. I absolutely adored being there. Now, when I entered, granted, I had no experience at all in any kind of design software. I used to design in Word. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and my first project I actually designed in Word, which of course went down very well with the lecturer <laughs> <laughs> who said, yeah, you really need to start uh, using some of our Adobe software. So it's like, okay. My first experience of Photoshop, I cried in honesty. I just thought I can't do it. This is too difficult. Uh, but pushed on and pushed on and pushed on and you get up that really steep learning curve at the beginning. And then as soon as I reached a bit of a level I loved it ever since that area now my course at the time animation and special effects was very varied so it covered all of the different modules covered things like digital illustration then moved on to motion graphics 3d video post-production compositing and special effects so very very wide and 3d modeling and all sorts of different software and the students at the time I remember were not quite keen on the aspect. They felt that they were going to leave as a jack of all trades and master of none, which was understandable at the time. But for me, as someone who was entering into an industry where I had no knowledge as to what I could do, it opened up all sorts of possibilities for me. 
And that knowledge of all of these different things have led me to my career now where I can do and use all of these different skills and aspects out in my daily work, whether it be my work with a company called Dynamic, which is my full-time job, or as a freelancer, or coming back and lecturing, which I can help in all of these different areas. And understanding and appreciating all of these different areas really helps in the production workflow anyway, if you're working with other people. So when I got to my third and final year, we had a showcase, and I was lucky enough to get approached by a few different companies and asked to attend some interviews. Now, the interview process was fine. I I thankfully had some really nice interviews. It wasn't it wasn't too um, painful or, yeah. <laughs> or, <Yeah>. or <laughs> it wasn't as nerve wracking as I thought it would be. So, and you know, I would say to just relax in any interviews that you do get to attend. And thankfully I got offered positions from all of these different companies and they were all different sizes. So there were small, medium and large sizes of company. And they seemed for me to offer, so the smaller companies seemed to offer a job which had more variety where I'd be using all these different skills and the larger companies were offering something a lot more specialized which was like 3d texturing only or so you take a role at a time and maybe move position as you moved up but at the time it was all, all one level so I had a bit of a decision to make really as to what direction my career was going to go in and I went for the diversity, uh, which was uh, what I was used to at at university and doing at university. And I'm really glad I made that decision because I started working with a company called Dynamic, who at the time were predominantly an e-learning company, which is an industry that designers and creatives don't really consider. It's not something that's really advertised to them very often. Yeah. But it's highly creative, especially now. At at the time, I've been with them 11 years now. And when I went in, it was quite, uh, because of technology, it was quite PowerPointy, and there wasn't very much design aspects in there. It was all done in Flash, which, of course, is now gone. But now, 11 years later, with the changes in technology, there's so many different aspects of and different ways of producing e-learning now. So, for example, I could be using any of my motion graphic skills for video. We use, so one one thing that I learned as a new skill was makeup special effects. Okay. So a lot of our, <laughs> a lot of our e-learning is scenario based and based on a narrative. I see. Um, and thankfully, clients get very creative. And there was a business continuity module, which was after a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so, of course, we had the Classic. chance to do all the zombie makeup, and which is incredible. But we equally do a lot of makeup for hospitals. So someone coming into a ward who've got a, a cut on their hands. So we've got prosthetics and, yeah. and things like that. So we have the, I have the opportunity to learn how to do special effects makeup. But then we use special effects in, say, a supermarket, compositing fire uh, for a fire safety module. So there's all sorts of options within all sorts of subject matters and working with very big clients as well within that industry which is always great lots of different brands working on a different brand every day maybe 
three or four brands in one day because <laughs> uh, it's very busy. But I was really happy to go into somewhere where I could explore all those different skills that I'd started with and then develop them individually and almost carve my own path. Yeah, because I, I always ask uh, people if there was any sort of, you know, signposts or flags or mm. uh, different things along the way that sort of guided you through. And you said, you know, initially it was your th three-year-old self yeah, in this sort of creative. <laughs> cats. Yeah, you yeah. can draw the cats, and maybe that was yeah. your sort of calling or your sort of destiny awaits you sort of thing. Yeah. But but you said as you went through university, you sort of looked at all the different sort of fields and disciplines, and mm -hmm. you was able to sort of whistle it down in a way, or yeah, being able to try them all. I, I to be honest, I loved all of them apart from developing in Flash because it was trying to learn how to code in flash within seven weeks which of course was pretty impossible and yeah. um it's not there and now anyway so i must have known yeah. <laughs> in my heart of heart that this Your was something sense. i needed yeah uh, but it was certainly something uh, all of the different areas all all helped each other and complemented each other in some way um and that's why i can be a lot more varied now yeah and so and along with my freelance as well in yeah exactly the same way and so you're able to sort of switch hats fairly freely then? I mean, you've got your freelancing, oh, yeah. you've got your full-time, you've got the lecturing. You... I've got quite a list now after, I mean, I say I started with a lot of photography and freelancing right from the beginning of uni. Yeah. And I actually got a, a, a job with the university within, in the first summer after my first year doing a virtual tour of the university in 3D. And yeah. I didn't really know 3DS Max very well. So I learned out of pure fear of not being able to, <laughs> to do it. And I stayed Nothing like in a one deadline. <laughs> yeah, I work better under pressure, I must admit. <laughs> but I remember sitting there thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. But you push yourself and you need that. You need something to be able to push yourself to learn because the hill is quite steep at the beginning. Yeah. And and if you don't have that push behind you, it, you you stop yourself. You have to have that love of learning. Yeah. And I guess just as you was leaving the academic world then, and it, it's a brave new world for, for anyone, mm. but was there anything like luck or connections or just perseverance or bravery that you had in those initial few months where you was looking around, searching for, for your ideal role? What, what sort of things was going on at that time? I had a lot of guidance from my university lectures for a start. Um, yeah. They gave me so much advice and guidance. And even when I went back lecturing later, they were also my guidance then as well, how, how I direct and perform in front of these students and how I deal with difficult students and and great students and yeah. they've they've been my guidance all the way through and even now I still turn to them now and again yeah and say what do you think about this and you know and went to all of them with asking for advice about which role that I should take so I think they were a massive part of part of it and because I got to know them very well I kind of wanted to make them proud as well. So that yeah. was a very good reason for me to do well in my own course because I knew my, the expectations they had of me were very high. So, yeah. so my expect, expectations of myself was then high. 
And I'm just thinking, moving between those academic and the industry, sort of two different worlds, what was the transition like coming back, doing the lecturing? So like flipping it around, did, well, you, did, did, you, did you want to bring all that passion and from the industry to what uh, you were Exactly. Yeah, well, I was, still, I was still working at the time. So yeah. I was lecturing part-time one day a week and fitting yeah. in a full day and then for the rest of the four days was fitting in full-time hours within four days thankfully dynamic was really good to me in that in that sense yeah. uh, that they allowed me to go and explore they say not many companies would allow you to do something like that and yeah, that's great. you know they they offered me that flexibility because they knew that I was dedicated to them and I wanted to have a long career with them but they gave me the opportunities to go and experience these different things and it was going to help me in my presentation in tenders and yeah. I learned a lot from doing all of the lectures uh, when you try and take it from when you try and itemize what you know you realize that you actually know quite a lot <laughs> yeah. and trying to teach someone else that in a short period of time and trying to make it really succinct was quite tricky and thankfully I had done a lot of training in dynamic I was the only designer there when we started so there was no one for me to really learn from I had to find my own teachers whether that be online or going back to my lecturers again or finding courses online for me to use and so being the only designer when we started to build our design team we used a lot of graduates and they would come in and they'd teach me about the new software that they'd learn and the new techniques I teach them about how we work and it, it kind of worked really well for us to build this new design team which is yeah. now a good 10 11 strong yeah and and just yeah. I guess the clues in the name that the, the <coughs> dynamic um, yeah. for, a lot, for, for a lot of people it's one of the most sort of exhilarating times really Mm -hmm. uh, and yet you can sort of make it as you will and you probably don't realize it until many years later that that was a real sort of dynamic time of your life where you can shape things essentially yeah well one of the reasons that I wanted to work for dynamic was because I going into a bigger company I think if I would have had more guts I probably would have done that um <laughs> dynamic probably felt like the safer option in a way but in in a sense I wanted somewhere where I, I felt that I could make a change and I could really contribute. And I really feel like I've done that, you know, in you know, a dynamic within that amount of time. They then don't just produce e-learning anymore. They're now a multimedia service. Yeah. They, because of the skills that I and the other designers and developers brought into the company, because they are multi-talented and they can wear different hats, they can now provide different services. Yeah. Um, to all different clients. So you're leaving a legacy already. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> and, then, um, so. and then just thinking of the, the lectures that you delivered, was it, oh, yeah. like, was it really useful to actually cite real life examples and, you know, the way you've done things in your own freelance or with, with Dynamic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I was able to, I was able to give them an example of, what I did in uni, what I do out of uni with a oh, few, right. yeah. few more years of experience and be able to put myself in their position 
um, yeah. so that and understand what position that they were in and how difficult it can be, yeah. and almost giving them a step by step guide of saying all you need to do is this, 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 and I, that's what I tried to do mainly was to simplify it because we had so many modules at once that your head begins to explode with all of this information. <laughs> so giving them being able to give them a step-by-step -step approach I think was really important yeah and it yeah. seemed to go down very well I guess that there must have been sort of many times where you've felt like quite a bit of elation or euphoria on certain parts of either your your freelance work the full-time work or the lecturing is there any like highlights that really stand out for you Oh, absolutely. Oh, so many. So, yeah. so many. On the lecturing side, I'd say helping the students. Uh, when I did decide to leave, I left. I was teaching level two, uh, year two. So when I decided I needed to just go and concentrate back on my main job again, they were really disappointed that I was leaving, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, really good feedback. Nice to be nice, um, yeah. Yeah, and I got emails from them uh, in their year three. I went to see them in their showcases and help them out on their projects within year three, but just on a personal level and, and was able to get still give them a bit of guidance. Those students that really wanted to do well, you know, reached out to me and that's absolutely fine. I will help anyone really. Then when it comes to a, within my career at Dynamic, I'd say just the, the way the company have changed generally and my contribution to that I think is as you say a big legacy and seeing people who came in develop and get into higher roles in and develop into new areas is is a big a big shock for me yeah because I've gone through different roles within dynamic really Same and then people free, grow. yeah yeah exactly and in the freelance sense See, freelance is, for me, it's all about my personal projects. So I still have a love of the art-based area which and going away a little from the digital. Yeah. Uh, so I still do a lot of digital branding and photography, but I tend to try and steer myself towards sculpting and painting and all the traditional art forms that I used to do when I was a child ah. and still keep that in. I find that the digital and the more physical art form really complement each other still because me working with a piece of sculpture and understanding form and shape helps with my 3D modelling, for example. Yeah. If I'm modelling a heart for a junior doctor, a module on how the heart works or you know and it all complements each other and I guess looking back in sort of hindsight or retrospectively what what's a measure of success for you Laura what makes that about your career what what does it for you oh well my my passion um, yeah. I'd say uh, and as I've got older I've realized I'm a people pleaser to be oh, honest okay. I like yeah. <laughs> I, I like m making people happy. I like yeah. producing something that will make people happy in some way or another. But, you know, yeah. someone coming to me and saying, that piece of work was great. There's yeah. my buzz straight away. If they're happy with the piece of work that I've done and if someone is finding it hard in their own personal projects to find a way to become passionate because they're just doing it for themselves, I'd highly suggest to try and do it for someone else. Uh, and and do it for a reason and that gives you so much more enthusiasm and a reason behind it because for me it's all it's all down to 
how people will react at the end of the day uh, on that piece of work. And I can almost imagine in my head, if I do this, they will think this. And I'd be interested to know what, if you could like tell your 18 year old self something Mm -hmm. now, (laughs) what what would it be? (laughs) What Mm -hmm. advice would you give your sort of young self? I think one thing that probably at one point did hold me back as a freelancer in particular, so not in work, but as a freelancer was as the internet developed and all these creatives, so Instagram came, Pinterest came, and you had access to all of this mountain of work, which was amazing, but also highly intimidating to go up against. So anyone who's starting out, they will see all of this work and think where on earth do I fit in to all of that with the skill level that I'm at at the moment and I'd just say that you really just need to be yourself and realize that you as a person are very unique you you will produce something unique it may be at the start you may find that you replicate work that you've done before but over time it will start to become more you and more unique and you will find your own style and I think that's something that I found quite tricky to find my own style and I guess for the listeners to find a little bit more about defining beauty mm-hmm. I guess you've got your website and your Instagram to point yeah. people to that's uh, right. yeah. uh, it's beauty.co.uk or on Instagram is defining beauty design Yes, that's, that's right. Uh, I've, I've, I've just been checking out your Instagram. It's very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I started going a little bit. Well, this is the thing. I In my personal work, I've started going a little bit not beautiful. So I, I was kind of thinking, can I still do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, when you start making monsters and aliens out of clay and things, can you still find that beauty? And I think you still can. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks, um, There's still it, beauty in sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> I, you, you, you see it in all the images. I can see the mm-hmm. photography and the sort of digital side. Yeah, so for all the listeners, go and check out Laura's work and how to contact her on her website. And finally, I'd just like to say a big thank you, Laura. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you yeah, very, very much been, for having uh, me. It's, it's been a great show. And I hope, uh, hope to get I uh, hope to get you back on another time as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, anytime. Okay, take care. Lovely. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Broadcast Media, the inside track. Subscribe for more real-life insights into the industry. And for more information, head to ancast.co.uk.